I'm Karen Dark, and in October 2018, as part of my Quest 79 project, I set out on a trip to ride by the River Ganges with two very good friends, Christine Graham and Kevin Benstead. Our plan was to start by the source of the river in the village of Gangotri, high in the Himalaya, then cycle down from the mountains to Rishikesh, Haridwar, and via the towns of Kampur and Allahabad, ending in the ancient city and sacred heart of the river, Varanasi, a journey of around 1,500 kilometres. We were prepared for the physical challenge ahead, but as you're about to hear, very little had prepared us for the sheer mayhem that cycling through India throws at you. Just before we get underway, I'd like to say a big thanks to Robertson Holmes for supporting both the project and this podcast. So here is our story of what we call the Sacred Way, Riding the Ganges. It's the 4th of October, we're in Heathrow Airport, and we're about to board our flight to Delhi. I can't believe it's come round already, can you? No, it was always way ahead in the future, and India was always going to happen, and we were always training for India, and organising for India, and focusing on India, but... I never imagined that it would be here, and now it is. Yeah, it's finally arrived. A year, a year or more in the planning. And, Thanks uh, to you, you kept us organised. You've done all the planning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all the planning, but uh, a year or more in the planning for you, and a week or more in the planning for me. Uh, it's been, it's been fun. The planning's been fun as well, and hopefully the cycling will be as much fun. What do you think? What, what are your expectations for this trip? My expectations are. Well, obviously this is new to me, so it's to to go out there to embrace the culture, to embrace the people, to embrace our cycling and our adventure, um, and to to just do something completely different and to be somebody completely different for the next four weeks. So, Christine, you'd never even you thought you hated sport. You never did anything since you were. A kid, you said you were riding a bike with your granddad or something? Yeah, that was about it, Karen. I liked cycling. My grandpa was a bike man and he always, you know, bought me good bikes and I would go for days out with him and that was fun. And I cycled to school and I did cycle, went out with my friends um, on our bikes, but not any serious cycling. And So what's, t- what's changed it? Going to Rio, seeing you win your gold medal and... Um, being there at your medal ceremony and seeing all the other people winning their medals and thinking that maybe life was for doing a bit more living and that I needed to step outside my box and live a bit more as well, live differently. What's your biggest hope and your biggest fear for the trip? Well, the biggest fear is that I just physically can't do it. It's all <laughs> very well cycling around the, the highlands and the Loch Dantelchik Loop and adding weight to the panniers and practising with the trailer. But being here, cycling every day with more weight than, than what we've, we've been trailing at home is possibly going to be a big reality check. Mentally, I can do anything, but physically it remains to be seen. And your biggest hope? I don't know. My biggest hope? I don't know if I've got one, really. I, I just... I just want us to go out here, have a really fun and amazing time and succeed in what we're going to do. And in my heart, I know that that is what's going to happen. Yeah, I think I'm just hoping we complete the journey, have fun and an amazing 
time both together and meeting the people we meet along the way. My biggest fear is probably potential to get flattened by a truck or a horse or something in the streets of India. <laughs> but dressed up quite bright, We've got flags and lights and bright clothing, so hopefully we'll be fine. It's Sunday the 8th of October. Sunday the 7th of October. We're in Gangotri. This is the start of the journey proper. We're right on the banks of the Ganja, up at the source. And it's time for, what's the ceremony called again? Ganga Arti. Ganga Arti. Ganga Arti. So it's a collection of men playing different instruments, sat cross-legged on a kind of concrete platform next to the river. And so far there's not many people here, just us and a few others clapping. The view is incredible. The mountains around us just tower high. I don't know how high they are. And up where the river's coming from, up towards the glacier. You can see the glaciers and the snowy peaks. And just sheer rock faces plummeting down into the river. It's like totally awesome scenery. I have been to the Himalayas before, but I've never been anywhere that feels this in the heart of it. Like really a steep, steep, steep sided valley with a ganga in the bottom and tiny houses clinging to the edges of the valley. I feel very privileged to be here and to see and to hear the people of Gangotri worship their ganga goddess as they look right onto the ganga as she flows past them. You can hear it in the background. You can hear them singing to her. It's something really spectacular to be a part of. I can't quite believe I'm here, but uh, tomorrow we're heading off the start of our cycling journey to Rishikesh and beyond to Varanasi. Not quite sure how I feel. Um, excited, yes. Nervous, a little bit. But uh, just looking forward to what's in store. I feel so lucky to be here with two really incredible friends. I'm so excited about spending a month with Kevin and Christine. I feel so fortunate to be here in a place that's so inaccessible to wheels and without them it would be really hard. And I hope that the Ganga can keep us safe. There's lots of reasons why this journey might be unsafe, so my prayer here on the Ganges is that we all stay safe and we can look after each other and have an incredible time in the months to come. Well, that's us been going for six hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> oh. You're doing amazing. Well, I can't believe I'm doing this at all, Karen. I can't believe I'm not at home cooking, cleaning or knitting because that was my <laughs> life two years ago. And now you're cycling up massive hills in the Himalayas. <laughs> I, I, just, I still can't believe it. It's a me that I don't know, but I'm getting to know it and I'm falling in love with her. <laughs> it is just crazy landscape. No one in their right mind would think of coming cycle touring here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> yeah. And of course, we just hang on to your every word. So you say, come cycling to India and we say yes. We believe you. God knows why. But are you loving it? Yes. We're loving it. I can't wait for my bucket bath tonight. 
with my little bit of lush shampoo and soap. <laughs> as I do and one of my thoughts while I was wakened was it was two years ago now that Kevin and I embarked on a Couch to 50k programme that I saw on the British Cycling Facebook page and one of the weeks, I think it was about the third week, it was hill reps and you had to pick a hill to repeat and we picked the one in Inverness that goes from the doors round about up to the Essex Hill. Kevin hardly anything isn't it? it's meters mm. and it's hardly any ascent but it was hell and earth and I dreaded it you had to do it three days that week and um, I cursed you Karen every time I had to go up it as well thinking gosh you've got me into this cycling and how does she do all this stuff I'll never manage to do anything and then here we are two years later in the Himalayas <laughs> who knew if it's any consolation, I remember training when I first decided I was going to try and get to a Paralympics. I remember training on that same hill and finding it difficult as well. It's funny how your perspectives change. I know. And it just shows you that, like when you first decided to be the Paralympic, well, you know, to, to try and be an athlete and do the Paralympics, and you started with that hill and it was difficult. It was just little small steps to start with. Same with us with the cycling, the couch to 50k, bite-sized manageable chunks. And although at the beginning of the, the week that hill was difficult, by the end of the week it was manageable. So you mean when we go up um, the height of Everest in the next few days, you can manage that, no bother? Karen, according <laughs> to Kevin, we've been up the height of Everest in the last few days. I've... <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me if we were up the height of Everest yesterday. I certainly felt it. I think we were higher than Everest. <laughs> up higher than any mountain in the whole world yesterday. Well, it's not often a road nearly beats me. But we've been cycling for eight hours and we've done a whole 48 kilometres. So that's averaging six kilometres an hour. It's been a couple of very short sections of downhill, but otherwise it's just been elbow grinding, knee grinding, muscle burning climb. But we think there's about six kilometres left to go to Chamba, which is our destination for the night. Christine's up upgraded from ordinary human being to extraordinary human being, and now she's given her and Kevin honorary superhuman status for the day. And I have to say, they deserve it. This is pretty much as tough as cycle touring gets. Just twisty, windy mountain roads, just clinging to the mountainside. Incredible drops and views. 
and villages just built in places it's hard to imagine how anyone ever managed to build them there. The people that live here just work so hard. There's terraces everywhere. The women looking crops up and down the mountainsides. Hardcore. Tenth of October and the 60 kilometers that we thought was all uphill has got some downhill. It's totally stunning. and winding in and out of these steep hillsides and even though they're incredibly steep there are women working them everywhere terraces for crops we keep seeing them climbing out from ridiculously steep hills with backs full of straw but oh nice warning thanks for that <laughs> warming up 22 degrees oh it's not that bad better than 32 yeah, that it was I think it will be 32 once we get down to Rishikesh in the lowlands yeah it won't be so hard when we're not cycling uphill will it truck back it's alright, just keep going. I can see it, it's not here yet. Okay, it's coming now, so just tuck in left a bit. Sorry. You keep going. Currently driving through the pouring rain on roads that have landslides all around us. Um, it's proven to be a thrilling ride in more ways than one. <laughs> the gear stick is between Christine's legs, so the driver's hand keeps appearing. <laughs> oh, who would have thought it? Not only that, I've been helping Kevin lift bikes up onto the roof in the pouring rain. I'm dirty, I'm wet, and I'm feeling like a Proper true adventurer. <laughs> Are you a superhero today? Yes, I am an extraordinary human. But I'm sincerely glad that we are not cycling through this. There's a long way down there where the landslides are going. The word impossible springs to mind, but of course nothing's impossible in Karen's world, so uh, this is pretty close to it. Gandhi's is a long way down there, and the mountainside's basically tumbling down, probably more so today in the rain. Yeah, so it would have been very dangerous. It still is. It still is. I think it's Thursday the 12th, maybe. <laughs> so we made it to Chamba last night. And we've woken up this morning with only a few hundred metres left to do to the top of the hill. And now it's downhill. It's chilly. It's only 10 degrees. And it's feeling very atmospheric in the mountains this morning. Just clouds everywhere. And all the hilltop 
all the hilltop villagers have got sounds of prayer and worship coming from them. I think worship's the wrong word. And the mosquitoes or the insects in the background. And the bus horns, as usual. <laughs> and Christine. And me. again. <laughs> shall, we, shall we? Down the hill? When I was stood at Karen's medal ceremony in Rio at the Paralympics 2016 and I watched Karen and all the others getting their medals and I thought that I had to step outside my box a bit. I'd led such an ordinary life so I thought it was time to do something a wee bit different but I didn't mean right off the spectrum like this, like what's happening now. I feel as though Karen's gave me a shove right out of my box and right off the spectrum. Of somewhere I never imagined to be, doing things I never imagined to be doing. Look down there. That is a sheer drop. I don't know how far, like a thousand metre drop or something. Oh. Even when you said come cycling to India, I just imagined us in bike cycling sort of through the through the fields next to the I river. did, I would. Ah, I did. The I thought we'd be cycling on us. flowers. Yeah. <laughs> With the odd person round about us. The reality is very different. Okay, this is really full on. We're in downtown Haridwar. We've left the quiet Himalayan hills behind. We're in the chaos of the flatlands in the heart of sacred Gandhi's country. Cycling along the street, battling with bicycles and donkeys and dogs and rickshaws and auto rickshaws. It's completely crazy and a little bit scary. Well, a handbike, I'm just a few centimetres off the ground. So I'm really not very visible, despite having a huge flagpole and flashing lights. With Kevin's leading the way, I'm in second place and Christine's at the back. We're just crossing the Ganges now. It looks like we've made it out of a really crazy bit of town. Hopefully the road to tonight's destination will be a little bit quieter than that. That was a baptism of fire. Woo! There's like no rules to the traffic here. Everyone just goes everywhere. Somehow amongst the chaos, so far I've not seen anybody getting hit or any accidents, but people just seem to be adept at dodging each other. But there's no lanes, people just drive on all sides of the roads, even on the main road. Any side goes, so you're going along quite fast, like 40 miles an hour or 50 miles an hour, and there's a a truck coming towards you, but that's normal. I'm thinking my estimation of 90 kilometers in a day could be a little bit optimistic in this kind of terrain. It's hot, 32 degrees, sticky, dusty, dirty. Am I loving it? Are we? It's definitely India.
13th of October, Vidakutri Ashram. At last we've found a quiet place, we've stopped and there's only half a dozen people in the distance watching us. A little bit of peace, we're near the Ganges at an ashram, the Vidakuti Ashram. We have no idea what we're letting ourselves in for, but this is a sacred way, so we need to come and stay in an ashram. And we need a day of rest. Not really so much physically as just mentally, it's full on. So um, the mobile phone SIM card crowd experience has drained us all to the point where <laughs> we need to just rest up for a little while. And this seems like a good place to do it. It feels peaceful. The air is just kind of smoggy all the time and your throat tickles with the pollution in the back of it. It feels like you want to um, blow, the, blow the dirt away. The sky somewhere is blue, but it looks more of a yellowy brown as far as I can see in all directions. Just pollution, pollution, pollution. Somebody last night told us at Gajraula, which is where we were thinking of going today and where we'll go tomorrow, is a really industrial city and that anyone with asthma really suffers there. So I think we must be in quite an industrial area. I guess the Ganga... I guess the Ganga is a big attraction for industry, so... Where there's water, there's factories. Where there's factories, there's pollution. Ooh. So we um, thought we were coming to an ashram for the day, but we seem to have ended up <laughs> as only we could in an old people's home. <laughs> we're, not, we're not sure who we've displaced for the night, but we seem to have displaced three people. There was Kevin when he was shown to the room. There was a man, more like a corpse, lying in one of the beds, but he's disappeared. <laughs> we're left with the clothes hanging on the wall we're not sure where the people have gone we thought we were in for a spiritual experience but instead we seem to have entered the Marigold Hotel <laughs> oh dear never a dull moment and somehow in the process of getting here I've been scammed for 70 something pounds of internet after turning my mobile data on for about one second to discover we'd gone the wrong way out of town anyway for a dull moment, here we are. Oh, at last, we found a quiet country road. And it's, it almost feels like you can breathe. There's a bird of prey above. The air feels a bit cleaner. The people feel calmer. Less, they don't feel threatening anywhere, but just feels like people are calmer here, more respectful. And we just had a wee break there and people just gave us a bit of space and very kind, offering us water and food. Just interested. We've left selfie country behind for a while. I often think that the less people have, 
the more they're willing to give. And the more people live in the countryside, the calmer people are. <laughs> the less focused on material things people are, the more their soul can come through. It's really obvious here, changing from cities and towns and then passing to the countryside. You really feel the difference. and I'm saying I can't believe I'm smiling and there's a rat under our bed oh it's my phobia <laughs> never seen one in my life and oh my god I'm hoping it doesn't run over me in the middle of the night you're in the middle you'll be all right <laughs> oh I wonder if the generator is gonna I don't think the generator will be on all night Kevin's quite taken with the generator bit of interesting technology out there oh yeah the a drive belt broke, so uh, I had to do a bit of field field maintenance to get it back going again. I was thinking you'd be liking the health and safety in here early with the little kid stood on a chair on top of a table, reaching up to a, a light bulb that seemed very dodgy. There is no health and safety in India. Full stop. It all works though. It Everything does. works. Life is cheap. This is the place of Yavad Kalan where the people have never seen the white skinned people. That's where they're seeing what is this. So everybody looks at us. Uh, the people looking that uh, they have not seen white skin ever. They are feeling very good to see white skinned people because there is no tourist place. This was the first time they have seen the white people. So no tourists here? No tourists. Never, never, never. Never? This was the first time. Ever in the history. Wow. That explains why everybody is around us all the time. We never expected to be the first white people here. They never expected. They feel very good because the people, they are very poor. Yes. They are poor. And this is a national state highway. I can't explain. Your English is very good. Where did you learn? Uh, CBSE. CBSE. Is this a college or? Uh, this is a board. Oh. I study from Lucknow. Okay. Okay. Engineering student. Engineering. Yeah, you speak the best English we heard for uh, the last week, I think. That's my pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Dandeva. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's actually really humbling, isn't it? Eh? It's quite humbling. It is, and I know, that, I know that we're you know, laughing, complaining, joking, but it's, you know, and it's a privilege as well that these people have never seen white skin except for ours. And your, your, your white grey hair and white blonde hair must be really surprising. Twenty-sixth of October, um, just coming into Mirampur near the famous temple. Ooh, ninety k. Ninety k, with more lumps and bumps on the road than there was tarmac. One point, I thought I wasn't going to make it. 
till Karen said women up and I thought I don't have any women up left in me today. These lumps and bumps were physically killing me. To be fair I said you'll need to woman up like you always do. I didn't just tell you to no. get lost and woman up. Yes, no. Fair enough like I always do but I thought there's a time when I won't be able to and this might be that time. Well we're into temple land. We've seen lots of temple signs. Yes. We've got another crowd surrounding us. Just a few hundred staring at us that we've come accustomed to. Same size, different faces. Only one day left. I know, I was fearing that in them today as well, but we do only have one day left, got to make the most of it. I was engaging with people a lot more today than I have been the last few days too. They were making me happy when I was struggling. How are you feeling about there only being one day left? Mixed feelings has come sooner than I expected because I thought it would take us a few more days to reach the end. But um, yeah, I think it would be nice to finish it. Feel triumphant when we get to the end. I don't think I've ever set out to do something physically and seen it right through to the end. Certainly not cycling 1500 kilometres through northern India. So that will be a proud moment and then we can relax and have a mini holiday in the Varansi. Twenty-seventh of October. It's our last day of riding today. It's our last 5 a.m. start. It's our last ride into the sunrise. I've been riding east the whole time, so getting up early and riding early means riding into the big rising sun, which has been really nice. I think we're all feeling really mixed emotions this morning. At the end of any journey, this part of you starts to look forward to the next part of life and going home and all that that brings and and part of you doesn't want to leave us behind either that's how it feels today we're all we're a bit slow getting going today i think we just didn't just resisting a little bit the end of the journey funny how i'm gonna miss all of this the kind of craziness of india the smells and the constant noise and the busyness and the hearts of the people that we meet along the way, the smiles of the children, the cows in the street. It's a colourful, crazy place that's so full of texture and, and colour and vibrancy and intensity of living that it makes you feel really alive being here. It's going to be strange going back to the Highlands in winter, the quiet, peaceful Highlands of Scotland on a winter's day. It might feel quite boring compared to this. The Sacred Way riding the Ganges was made possible thanks to the support of Robertson Holmes. The music was from Blue Dot Sessions and the story consultant and editor was Penny Latin. 
A huge thanks too to the ongoing support of B Braun and Adidas for the Quest 79 project. If you want to get involved or perhaps commit to your own quest, then you can find out more at karendark.com forward slash quest 79.